Now, Connect FM Sports puts every play under review with Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Many fans are optimistic about this Steelers team. Do we share that enthusiasm? We'll go through their schedule game by game to share our thoughts and predictions on the season ahead. Since the AFC North was created in 2002, no team has won three straight division titles. Will the Bengals be the first to do so? We'll predict the order of finish in the division. The Nittany Lions land at number seven in the opening AP Top 25 poll. How good is this team? We'll talk Penn State football with our guest Ben Jones of statecollege.com at the bottom of the hour. I'm Dave Herzen. I'm Bob Anderson. And I'm Dave Glass. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go Under Reviews, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping. On Connect FM, your only local news radio. Welcome back, guys. It's good to have the trifecta back together again. Dee, we missed you last week for our Eric Carlson talk. I uh, I was looking forward to ganging up on Dave and <laughs> oh, even wore his Penguins oh. jersey and everything. But did you go out and get your bootleg Eric Carlson jersey yet? <laughs> no, not, no, no bootlegs for me. Although bootleg jerseys, I told you, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with how bad they are. But I do love the fact that they got Carlson. So yeah, I think it's going to be that power play is going to be something to see this year for the Penguins. Did, did you enjoy the song? Did you enjoy I, the song? I absolutely enjoyed that song. I listened to it first thing in the morning um, after the show aired. I was drinking my coffee and I, I literally spit it out. I, I thought, that's a job well done, Bob. Job uh, well done. Well, any, anything that you Dave. Yep. Tip of the cap. And he was a good sport about it. But we'll talk a lot of hockey coming up. But uh, did anybody watch the Steelers preseason game? I know Dave said he was not going nope. to. Did you um, watch it, D? I, I watched a little bit of it only on the highlights. Um, and Any actually, takeaways? The reason why I watched the highlights is my carrier didn't have the game because they're in a contract. Direct TV? Yeah. That was going to be my get lost. There, yeah. there it is right off the bat. <laughs> there it is. I know. Very, very. I had to watch and, it on the NFL Network. Yes, and they're still arguing with it. That's another story. But, yeah, so that's the reason why I watched highlights. Um, by all accounts, I guess, um, Kenny Pickett looked fantastic. Um, had a real nice uh, throw to Pickens. So, you know, they look good. I think Pickett is going to really be a lot better this year. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But so far, so good from what's coming out of Latrobe. Yeah, I was encouraged. The first team offense went down the field, scored a touchdown. Pickett was six for seven. And George Pickens had that big catch. So it was nice to see them use the middle of the field, too. Uh, but anyhow, we got a jam-packed schedule here. Training camp wraps up at St. Vincent on Thursday, and the Steelers will play their really their dress rehearsal game on Saturday in against Buffalo. Uh, and it's time to start thinking about the season ahead. So for that, I figured it was time to make our game-by-game -game predictions. And Dave has the uh, the notes here. He's going to hold us accountable throughout the season and see who comes closest to the Steelers' actual record. And for our listeners out there, this means that you can go ahead and put your money down on the Steelers' win-loss record right after we discuss this, right? <laughs> uh, no, entertainment, entertainment purposes only. <laughs> okay, um, all right. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun at the end of the year to see how we did because lots of people make predictions and then they don't think about it. But I, I believe that we can set ourselves apart and really be accountable and say, where'd we go right? Where'd we go wrong? 
you know, so and where where do we agree? All three of us agree because we will on certain games, and you know we're going to miss some of those. Oh, so yeah, and uh, and we do reserve the right to go back during the season before those and say, well, I picked this game maybe this way earlier, but now there's these injuries, and we can change them week to week because we'll make predictions every week. Right. Let, let's be honest though, injuries are the great unknown, and and every sport, but especially the NFL, you lose a quarterback, you lose a you know a major. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick or, or, or as we saw, T.J. Watt, it just changes everything. So I think we should probably say that we're assuming health for the core guys for our predictions. Because, I, I mean, if I thought Pickett would – you tell me Pickett's hurt in week one, I'm like, well, they're, they're a 7-10 and 10 team probably. Right, exactly. So, so, yeah. Well, everybody's optimistic this time of year. So let's get right into it, guys. We're going to start week one. The Steelers have a home opener for the first time since 2014. They play the San Francisco 49ers. We'll just go around the horn here. We'll go Dave, D, and then me. Uh, so, by the way, this was an eight-year span between home openers. was the fifth longest since the 1970 merger. But, Dave, who are you taking in this one? Well, and I, you're not you're going to laugh. I, I have to take an L here. As much as I, I wanted to, I thought long and hard about it. San Francisco is just so good on defense. And they probably go to the Super Bowl if they even had half a quarterback last year. So, um if they've got a full quarterback, you know, pick, you know, pick it still young. I, it, it doesn't read anything. I, everybody, I'm a big one for after week one is jump to conclusions week. You know, the teams that are 0-1, it's the end of the world. And the teams that are 1-0, they're, they're awesome. I, I, I'm not going to read anything into it unless Pickens go, it goes out and throws like, if Pickett goes out and throws like five interceptions or something. Even then, if you remember, last year Cincinnati threw five interceptions and lost to us in week one, and that didn't slow them down really at That's all. Right. So yeah. it's just one game, but I am going to have to say L. All right. D? I'm actually going to say the Steelers sneak by and squeak it out only because it's the first game of the season. Uh, you got T.J. Watt healthy. Obviously, it could be the, maybe the two best defenses in the NFL this year. Uh, the Steelers were 8-2 and two last year when Watt played. He's a complete difference maker. They've upgraded on both sides of the ball. Uh, year two for Kenny Pickett. Um, the over-under on this game is 40 and a half. Uh, the Niners are favored. Yeah, yeah. take the unders, <laughs> right? Um, the, the Niners actually are favored by two and a half. Obviously, that could change. But I think the Steelers uh, pull it out just simply because it's the first game of the season. They'll be revved up. It's nice that, obviously, Akersher Heinzfield is going to have a home opener in some time. So that's that's my gut. All right, I'm going with you, D. I, I mean, I can see this game really be coming down to a coin flip. And I should have brought a coin for some of these games because that's really what it's going to be. To me, it comes down to turnovers. The 49ers have an awesome roster, but they're coming across the country for that game. They have quarterback questions. Will Brock Purdy be healthy? And um, not only that, but it's great to get them early. Remember last year, the 49ers actually lost to the Bears in week one. Of course, there was a monsoon that night. So maybe the Steelers will be hoping for torrential you know, rains that day. All right, so let's go to week two. It's Monday night football against the Browns. This is... Uh, at home again, Dave. Well, if, if they don't win this one, they're in serious trouble. I mean, they've got everything, you know, they're Monday, they're primetime monsters under Tomlin. Cleveland was, is, is, I think we all agree they mass, the worst team in the division, a home game. And if it, if it goes the way I think they're going to be coming off a loss and they're going to really be hungry. If they're going your way, they'll be feeling really good about themselves coming off a win. Either way, I think it's a must win for being in second week. And I think they will. Okay. Well, I think they'll be charged up again. Uh, it's the first time they've had back-to-back home games to start the season since 97. Uh, it's their 19th straight year on Monday Night Football. They do exceptionally well under the bright lights. They have primetime games this year as well. We'll get to that here later. But um, Steelers are favored in this one. They're favored by one. I actually like the Steelers by 
at least two and a half. Um, Browns have a lot of question marks. I, I see the Steelers winning this one outright. I like how you have the lines on those games already. How can we have lines for week two already? <laughs> Thank Caesar Sport. Thank oh, Caesar Sport. Oh, my goodness. This, right. is, this is too much. I'm, none of my picks are against the spread. I just don't put that out there. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, hard enough different. just picking them straight yeah, up. absolutely. All right, so I think the Browns are a lot better than people around here give them credit for. But it is Monday night football. The Steelers are 30, 10, and 1 on Mondays at home all time. So I, too, am going with the Steelers in this game. Uh, by the way, I do like the Browns. They have a great running game. They have an improved defense under Jim Schwartz, but I'll take the Steelers for the W here too. You guys are going 17 and 0 here. I can just see where they're. No, I'm just kidding. All right, stairway, right? Stairway, baby. All stairway. Right. Stairway talks the best talk. Shout out to the loyal sons. Week three, they're traveling to Las Vegas for Sunday night football. By the way, I heard that in terms of average prices, this is the most expensive ticket on the entire slate. So uh, if you guys are going, you better get your tickets early. Yeah, I looked at it and it's like, eh, it's a bad time of the year for me. And no, I'm, I'm not going. I, look, there's always one game under Tomlin that they should win and they blow it. And it's usually a road game and it's usually, you know, a team that you're like, oh, there's no way. And their history with the Raiders lately has been horrible. I don't know why. I can't explain it. So I'm putting this down as an L. This is the one I probably feel the least good about because I actually think the Raiders are going to be horrid this year and they really need to win this game. But I just, it, it, they always have this one game. Yeah, I actually agree with you on this one, Dave. Uh, the spread on this one's two. The Raiders are favored. Um, it's Sunday night football. Uh, the Steelers, I mean, they'll give them they'll give them a battle. But I just think, again, I don't see the Steelers starting three and zero. They have a, I think they have a chip shot coming in the next game coming up on their schedule. Uh, super fan Sean Hoover will actually have super sub and six pack will actually be thrilled with that prediction. So yeah, I, I think the Raiders win this one. I'll tell you what, I agree with pretty much every syllable the both of you uttered. I picked the uh, the Steelers to lose this game too. They have no business lo- losing this game, which means they probably will. Week four at Houston, Dave. Yeah, I'm, we gotta we gotta get this moving. They they're gonna win this game. They're, That's all right. We got we can take two segments. Well, it's good talk. Well, I, if if they lose to the Raiders, and I think we we've all said they probably will, then then. You can't lose back to back to the. They're going to lose one of these two games. It does seem that way, but I mean, the other thing is this schedule's a little bit back. I mean, this is a softer schedule than last year, but it's kind of backloaded when you look at it. You've they they can't come out three and six and have any chance. They have to make hay early. If they do lose that Vegas game, Houston is going to be. Come on, guys, we got to go. So I think I think they will. Well, yeah, uh, I think they'll smash the Texans. I mean, C.J. Stroud. I mean, he's he's the guy out there. He's I mean, he's going to be facing. Watt coming. I, I just I don't see any chance the Texans win this game. The Steelers are favored by three. Um, I look for them at this point to be three and one. So I'm with you too. Uh, I I think they'll win this game. C.J. Stroud. I like the guy, but I don't. You know, it's his rookie season. The Steelers shouldn't lose this game after losing in Las Vegas. Uh, I I say win. Week five versus the Ravens. Dave at home. At, at, look these 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 Ravens games. You never know what you're going to get. Where's your coin? Yeah. Well, I don't want to go that far, but I, I do think this that's going to be a real gut check game for Kenny Pickett. I mean, they're, I think we all think they'll either be two and two, three and one. You know, probably Baltimore will be in the same boat. Everybody's going to worry about the Bengals getting away from them. Smash mouth game. If Pickett can, can, can take care of the ball, I think 
will win because I do like our defense a lot this year. I'm going to go ahead and put this one in the win column. Yeah, uh, Ravens favored by one in this one. Um, strangely enough, I actually look for the Steelers to lose this game uh, only because it, it, it just – if they have Lamar Jackson, just a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett, and if he's off, if he's firing on all cylinders, I just think Baltimore right now has a better team than Pittsburgh. Well, since 2020, the Steelers are five and one against their top rival. Uh, they've also played Lamar Jackson very well. The Ravens' offense has improved, but their defense is a little suspect. I say though, the Steelers lose. I'll take the three and two record into the bye in Week Six. So let's take a quick break. We'll finish our predictions when we come back. You're listening to Under Review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping on Connect FM. Smith Timbering and Consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy, mark, and cruise standing timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com. Uh, Welcome to the Hitching Post. What can I get you? The Hitching Post is open seven days a week. The post opens every day at 6.30 and closes on the weekends at 2 a.m. We're still keeping it safe. Wing Night is still every Monday. Live music is back on weekends. Details are on Facebook. Thanks for your continued support and love for The Post. Dine in or get it to go. Our full menu is at thehitchingpost1971.com. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. It's Brian Kilmeade. Hi everyone, Brian Kilmeade here. Coming up on the next edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, we'll have the biggest newsmakers, newsbreakers, and take a deep dive into news you care about. Whether it's breaking news, entertainment, politics, or sports, even pop culture, I'll bring you the latest developments with expert analysis from the big names you know and love. Plus, you never know who may stop by. That's all coming up on the next edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade, weekday mornings at 9, 99.7 and 96.7. Connect FM. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. All right, guys, we're all three and two at the break. We just did it in different ways, so let's see if we can distinguish ourselves here in the second half of the season. We're going to week seven, traveling to L.A., first trip to SoFi Stadium against the Rams. What do you think, Dave? Well, I... First, I have to say, I hate the early buys. I always think it's better to have a late buy, get the the rest. But having said that, I think it's a win. I think it's one they'll need, and I think they'll get it. I do as well. Not much to say about this game. It's a pick em game. Not Although they did this was Super Bowl matchup formerly, or previously, excuse me, that they beat the Rams years ago. Uh, I say they end up 4-2 and two at this point. I'm with you guys. So the Rams went all in to win the Super Bowl. It paid off, but they're paying for it now. Week 8 versus the Jaguars at home. Tough matchup, much tougher than people think. This Jacksonville team, I think, is a team on the rise. But 
I'm going to go ahead and say win again for the Steelers. I think this is going to be at this point in the season where Pickett's really starting to, you know, get his get his feet under him, get his confidence. And I also like the fact that I expect Porter to have his confidence by then at the corner position. Some of these rookies really melding in. So real gut check game, but I like the Steelers. I do as well. Um, I'm looking forward to this game. It'll be a real test for that secondary. Trevor Lawrence is, is starting to look like who they thought he was. But um, uh, I, I think the Steelers went out. They'll end up 5-2 and two at this point. Well, Joey Porter Jr. will really be tested in this one. Uh, I like this matchup. I, I love the Jaguars this year, so I'm going with them. In this one, I say Steelers loss here. Uh, week 9 versus the Titan, Titans Thursday night football, which is awfully unpredictable. Dave. Yeah, and that's why I'm going with the L. I, I I hate those Thursday night games. I think most of the – if you took the players and gave them true serum, I think they'd all say they hate it. Your body just can't recover that quick. Um, that's going to be a tough Jacksonville game. And, you know, Tennessee is a kind of a, a grinding team with the running game. So uh, probably a close game, but I'm saying a loss. Well, Steelers are favored by three and a half in this one. Um, I'm actually – I'm picking the Steelers. Uh, they got some losses coming up down the road, but they got to have this one. Um, it, it, they they should easily beat a Ryan Tannehill led team. Yeah, I like I like Vrabel as a coach. I just don't think that that roster is very good. I'm going with the Steelers in this one as well. Week ten at home again against Green Bay. I'm going with the win. They don't they don't have Rodgers. I think Green Bay is a team in serious transition. I don't I'm not really sure they know what they have yet. Steelers favored by three. Jordan Love could be uh, rattled by this point in the season. I look for the Steelers to win big in this one. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Packers this year either. No Rodgers, no win. I'm going with the Steelers in this one. Week 11, traveling to Cleveland. Division game. Yeah, you know what? Cleveland's going to have to prove to me that they're any good. So until until they do, I'm, I'm saying that Pittsburgh continues to have their way with them i know i know they lost a game to him last year but that was you know pickett's rookie year and that was a closer game than people thought so pittsburgh i actually look for steelers to lose this one they um it's just a lot of times at this point in the season these guys get a little fatigued they've had a nice winning streak there um i look for them to lose the browns are favored by two in this one as well yeah you know how those division games are and it really is a coin toss in those ones i think last year every team in the division split yeah. against each other. So I'm going to go with the, the split here, too. I picked Cleveland in the in their first matchup. I'm going to take – or I picked Pittsburgh in the first one. I'll take Cleveland in this one. Uh, week 12 at Cincinnati. Well, I don't know how you could put – look, Pittsburgh could absolutely win this game, but I don't think the smart money would be on them winning at Cincinnati, so I'm definitely taking the L here. Yeah, not much to say. Um, if Cincinnati, if they have any shot to, to if if they if they think they're going to be where they think they're going to be, they've got to beat Pittsburgh this game. I look for Cincinnati to win. Yeah, I, I think Cincinnati is clearly the team to beat in this division. However, I do have concerns about Joe Burrow and that calf and maybe re-injury later down the road. But I am going to pick uh, Cincinnati to win this one. Week thirteen versus Arizona at home. Know, I'm sorry. Bob, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I, I think they'll win. I think. Again, it's it's one of those that they really have to win. They really should win. And back home, uh, you know, probably coming off a loss, I think they'll win it. Yeah, I, I think this will be one of the easiest wins of the season. That This conference is terrible. The Cardinals might be the worst team in the NFL. I look for the Steelers to win big in this one. Yeah, if they lose this game, oh, my goodness. Can you imagine the press the oh, next day? Oof. This is James Conner's homecoming, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going with the Steelers win. They're going to end their losing streak. Uh, in my book week 14 versus the Patriots another Thursday night football game uh, well 
I, I am going to pick Pittsburgh. And part of it is because I look at the schedule and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. The last three games are miserable. You know, Cincinnati and then two road games, once a West Coast trip. They're going to need to get every single win they can get. I think this is going to be a tough game. It always is with, with uh, Belichick, but I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm going with Pittsburgh as well. I, I Again, I, I of all the quarterbacks in the league, one of the least impressive I see here is Mac Jones. I just don't see them beating Pittsburgh. I, I just don't. Well, you know what the Steelers' track record's like against New England and Bill Belichick. They're actually 4-13 and lifetime against these Belichick-led Patriot teams, but the Steelers are the far superior team. I'm taking them uh, in, in at home. Week 15 at Indianapolis, Monday night football. I, I, it's another one. You know, we've talked a lot. This is about the softness of the Steelers schedule. How many times do you say, oh, this might be the worst team in the league? Here's another team that's really not very good. I think, uh, you know, their, their rookie quarterback's got a lot to learn. He'll probably be better by this point, but not good enough for me to think they're going to beat Pittsburgh. No, I, I don't think so as well. And their their final three games, I don't. It's not looking good for their final three games, at least. So they've got to win this one if they have any hope to stay in playoff contention. Yeah, they better store up some acorns. And speaking of the softness of the schedule, I look. The Steelers have the eighth easiest schedule in the league, and they're going to take advantage of this one. Uh, Indianapolis is a bit of a mess right now. We'll see if. Uh, the running back, Jonathan Taylor, actually plays this year. Richardson's a talent, but he's a rookie. So Steelers win. Now for the gauntlet, the last three weeks, week 16 versus Cincinnati at home Christmas Eve. Can they split the series, Dave? Well, they can, but I'm going to say they don't. I mean, it took all those turnovers last year and a missed field goal um, that they should have hit for us to beat that team last year. I, until proven otherwise, since he's the class of the division, I think they sweep us. Yeah, I think so as well. Joe Burrow is just Joe Burrow. Uh, he's undeniable. Um, I just don't see Pittsburgh uh, getting a win against the Bengals this year. I think it'll be a close game, but I'm going with Cincinnati as well. Week 17 at Seattle. I think this game right here is so important because, I mean, it, it, we're all about in the same place. I think we're all going to be like, what, 10 and 5, somewhere in there? 10 and 7, yeah. And and at Baltimore to finish the season, oh, man, probably a game Baltimore needs. So I, it's going to be tough. They have a terrible track record on the West Coast, just terrible. But I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in a really close game. I, I'm actually teasing here. I, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh to win, but stare away, Lenny Anderson. They're going to smash your Hawks 49 to nothing. So <laughs> that's it. Go. Smash the Hawks, buddy. Well, I didn't know Lenny was a Seattle fan. He's, he's the biggest diehard. By the way, I mean, he's going to have to wear his sweet Seahawks satin jacket, too. He's going to have to rock that baby. So uh, well, he's, the, he's the biggest Seahawks fan I've ever met, that's for sure. I like the Seahawks this year. They have three of the best receivers in the league, one of the best receiving ta- uh, trios. Uh, but I I don't like traveling across the country here. I'm going with the Seahawks in this one. Okay. And week 18 at Baltimore. Well, I'm, I'm putting down an L here. I mean, I, I had Pittsburgh winning earlier. I just, it, it would shock me if they sweep Baltimore. These teams always seem to, almost always split. Not always, but pretty darn often. So I have to go with an L there. Yeah, I'm actually going with an L as well. Um, I actually think... Baltimore, I think this, right now the Steelers are the third best team in the AFC North until proven otherwise. I, and I just, and it, again, with injuries and stuff like that, all of this can change. I mean, if Lamar Jackson's hurt, the Steelers are going to win this outright. They'll win it. I mean, they might be favored by six or six and a half at that point. So you just never know. But right now, as it stands, the Steelers, I think, are a playoff team. I just don't think they're 
a really good playoff team at this point. All right, and I, I see a split as well. So I picked them losing in their opening matchup against the Ravens. I'm going to take them winning on the road in Week 18 against the Ravens to keep their playoff hopes alive. They can get in with help. So if I've tabulated this right, I and I didn't do this ahead of time, so I didn't know where I would end up. I ended up 11-6. and six. I think you ended up 11 and 6 and I think you ended up 10 and 7. Yeah, that's that's what I have. So, that's that's fascinating cuz honestly, you know me, I, I was in the car actually looking at the schedule for the first time. I had no idea where I was going to end up with it and I went game by game here. So, the fact that we're within a game of each other and in a lot of agreement very fascinating. Yeah, I just think the strength of schedule really helps the Steelers this oh. year. They play some real what should be extremely winnable games. Um, their division is just really tough. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's some monsters in that division. Um, you know, but uh, I, I think they make the playoffs. Um, they could make some noise. You just never know what happens in the playoffs. But I mean, it'll be fun to watch. That's for sure. It, I will say this. I think that they are their ceiling is higher than it was last year. I think I can't fathom them going worse than eight and nine at the absolute worst with this soft schedule. So they're probably going to be a winning team. And if they win a few of these toss-ups, I mean, 13 and four is in play. I, I think it really is. If, if Pickett makes that next leap, I mean, right now he's an, I know everybody's high on him. He hasn't proven he's anything except a slightly above average quarterback or maybe an average quarterback. He's going to become a good quarterback. This team can win a lot more games. Bob, you're a big fantasy football guy. Um, A lot of the fantasy uh, gurus are saying the big sleeper quarterback this year is Kenny Pickett. Wow, yeah. I just don't know that they're going to open up the offense to him. That's the thing that I worry about. What's the over-under on the Steelers' win record? Do you have that, Dave? I don't. Uh, I I actually don't. That's a very – I should have gotten that. I'm guessing it's around nine. Yeah, I would imagine it's It sounds like we're all going to probably take the over. Over on that. No, as a matter of fact, it's eight and a half. I'm eight sorry, half. I do. I, I bet the over. Everybody. Yeah, bet the over. Yeah, uh, right now it's eight and a half. Yeah, it is eight. I just looked it up. So yeah, I think all of us would take the over. I would. I would feel really strong about the over on that. That in fact. I don't do much sports betting. I I might go out and put something on that. <laughs> All right. So real quick, guys, let's predict the order of finish in the AFC North. Dave. Well, Bengals first. I'm gonna. I'm I'm pretty high on the Steelers. I'm gonna go them too. Baltimore very close three would not surprise me as you said if it goes either way. And Cleveland I think is a below 500 team. Yeah, I'm I'm with Dave. I mean, I, there's no way the Steelers are gonna win that division. It just there's no way unless Burrow gets if, hurt. If Burrow that gets hurt, everything, everything changes. Um, yeah, they could be a 13 win team if Burrow gets hurt. So did I, you did you say the Steelers second? In the division. Yes, I did. Okay, because I like that too. And really, it's Baltimore and Pittsburgh as a you know toss up there. It might come down to Week 18 for all we know. And I think I'll. I, no team, by the way, has won the division three times in a row in the AFC North since it was created in 2002. The Bengals would be the first if if our prediction comes true. And let me just throw one That's other. That's pretty thing. good stat. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback, but he's a great running quarterback, and I think that's more likely to get him hurt. He's got a history of that, and if that team loses Jackson, Baltimore isn't really all that good. No. All right, well, this is a little outside my realm a little bit. We're going to switch football talk and go to college football, go to Happy Valley and talk about Penn State. We have a guest coming on here, Ben Jones from statecollege.com. We talked to him once before. Just how good is this Penn State Nittany Lion team? We'll talk to Ben and find out when we return on uh, Under Review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping on Connect FM, your only local news radio. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. 
trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. Open wide and say, ah. Uh... What are you doing? That's not how to give the furnace a checkup. You need to call Gary and Sons. Gary and Sons Inc. of Falls Creek is offering $99 checkups on heating systems now till September 30th. Be ready for the winter weather with peace of mind and also save money because an efficient system doesn't use as much energy to work. Call Gary and Sons today online at GaryZinc.com. That's Gary'sInc.com. PA4673. Keeping your eye on the ball is the key to playing sports well. Let Wise Eyes coach you into sturdy shatter and contact-resistant eyewear. Whether your child plays sports... You love extreme sports or you work in hazardous construction zones. You need sharp vision while protecting your eyes. Dr. Lineski is a leader in clinical eye care and takes the time to explain your eye test results. Proud to support local sports programs, Wise Eyes has served our community for over 20 years. Commons Drive to Boys and at MyWiseEyes.com. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Welcome back to Under Review. I'm Bob Anderson, and they are Dave Glass and Dave Herzing. We are excited to talk to our next guest, Ben Jones, who covers Penn State Athletics for StateCollege.com. Ben, thanks for coming on again. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. We appreciate you taking the time. So this is James Franklin's 10th season. That's is this, hard to believe. Yeah. Is this his best team that he's brought into the preseason? Um, I mean, I think it might be one of the deeper ones in terms of talent top to bottom. I think when you go, um, you know, which teams have had the most hype, which teams have had the highest expectations, I still think the 2017 team with Saquon Barkley, Mike Kosicki, Trace McSorley coming off a Big Ten title win, I, I think that that team maybe has a little bit more of established hype. But I think in terms of you know the excitement that comes with Drew Aller, the excitement that comes with Abdul Carter, Kalen King, Nick Singleton, Katron Allen, um, you know just up and down the roster, especially on the defensive side of the ball, you know this team is certainly on paper. Um, and in terms of depth, probably one of the deepest that James has had. Well, this defense looks like it could be a dominant group this year. Do you see that as the strength of the team? Yeah, I mean, I think the defensive side of the ball for Penn State has really been the strength of the team for a while now. I think you look at the defensive backs, um, that group in particular, you look at what Abdul Carter can do at linebacker. I think all of these guys really up and down the roster, Adiza Isaac, who's back for seems like his millionth year he's the new Sean Clifford it feels like um you know I I think that there's really a lot of talent on that side of the ball um and that's a good thing I think in today's day and age obviously you have to be able to score points but at the same time you've got to be able to keep teams off the off the scoreboard yourself and that's getting harder and harder to do in today's day and age of college football um but I do think that Penn State's going to lean on its defense again and and frankly I think they're going to win a lot of games because of it well, speaking of winning, pardon me. Speaking of winning a lot of games, part of the reason I see them as winning a lot of games is this schedule is really 
soft, in my opinion. Obviously, you've got the two big games, Ohio State, Michigan, as as usual. But other than that, even their conference games, they kind of don't have a lot. And the out of conference games are really soft. Can you can you speak to that at all? What you what your thoughts are on it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's no question that Penn State has um, a, a good road to sort of on ramp this team. I think that obviously you want to come out of the gates and start on the right foot. Penn State, the I think I saw today a twenty and a half point favorite against West Virginia, but you know, obviously, um, you want to you want to get out uh, on the right on the right foot. I think at Illinois last year would have been more interesting. I think obviously Northwestern on the road is always a little odd, but this this program is clearly you know going through. Uh, a fair amount of change and turmoil, um, but I, I think yeah. At the end of the day, you look at this rock, or excuse me, you look at this schedule, and you say they've got Ohio State on the road, but it's later in the year. They've got Michigan at home, but that's very much later in the year. Um, if you're Penn State, uh, you want to be the best team that you can be by the time you face those teams. Now, on the one hand, do you try and face an Ohio State early and and catch them before they've figured things out, or do you want them later in the year when you're a better team? Uh, you know, I think it's sort of a chicken and an egg situation. But there's no question that the Penn State is set up. If they're able to do the things that we think they're going to be able to do, um, they're set up with a schedule that should afford them uh, a lot of wins. I do think Iowa at home is an interesting game just because Iowa um, in that defense has really um, been one of the more confusing but more interesting teams in college football the last few years. Um, but, you know, until Iowa starts scoring points in bunches, it's hard to imagine the Hawkeyes winning that game, especially at Beaver Stadium at night. So, give us—you've been—you've been following them, I, I, you know, all summer. Give us one position that you're worried about going into the season. I think you know. I don't know if "worried" is the right word, but I think that Penn State has to prove itself at receiver. I think that losing Parker Washington, losing Mitchell Tinsley—those are two guys. Uh, Parker Washington, in particular, who who maybe didn't have the same kind of career that John. Jahan Dotson did, or, or you know, someone like Chris Godwin, um, but I, I think that he was able to bail out Sean Clifford time and time again, become a really consistent guy, become a really consistent guy after the catch. Mitchell Tinsley as well was sort of the perfect transfer portal addition that can be a number two or even a number one guy at some point. Um, to me, you know, Dante Cephas coming from Kent State, you hope that he can be the similar kind of guy. Um, and Keandre Lambert-Smith is a guy who you know, finished off the year well, but has really made an entire career of being uh, sort of inconsistent, frankly, kind of alternating between being very, very good and the kind of player that he can be become um, and being, you know, not so good. And, and I think if you're Penn State, you need to be able to have DeAndre Lambert-Smith be the same player every week. If he can do that, it's not a question mark. Um, but to me right now, um, they've got a lot of young guys. They've got a lot of guys that can go out and prove themselves. Uh, but until they do it, Half the equation of a passing game is the guy that throws the ball, and the other half is the, the guys that catch it. So, to me, that's an area of concern. And, and special teams, to a certain extent, simply because they've had so many good punters and good kinker, kickers over the years, um, they can have that guy, but right now they don't know who he is. And, and I think, you know, in big games, you've got to be able to flip fields, you've got to be able to make field goals. You know, with that being said, with the concern at the wide receiver position, do you feel that they're they're going to rely heavily? Um, and I realize heavily is a, a kind of a term that people throw around with the backfield like they have with Allen and, and Singleton. Um, basically, are they going to put training wheels on Drew Aller at first and allow him to just kind of get his feet wet, seeing as how this is his first year under center? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's no question that, you know, one of the best assets that a young quarterback can have is a good running game. Now, you know, I think that it's not going to be a secret that Penn State's going to run the ball a lot this year, and that's going to be something that Penn State's offensive line is going to have to deal with. Um, you know, there's been some, uh, you know, interesting concern in, in camp so far, it seems to be, about how healthy Landon Tengwall is right now coming off of his injury last year. I guess we will see. But if that group can stay healthy and Penn State can run the ball, it's going to help Drew tremendously. It's going to help those receivers tremendously. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much they're able to use those guys um, throughout the year and how successful they can be. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's no question that, you know, especially early in the year, I think we're going to see a heavy dose of those two guys. You can't blame anybody for that because, you know, arguably, you know, people throw these sorts of things around a lot. Are they the, the best two running backs in the country in terms of a one-two punch? They might be. Um, and if they're not, they're certainly in that conversation. And if you've got something like that, uh, maybe it doesn't matter if your receivers aren't the best in the country. But again, you know, if you want to win a Big Ten, if you want to make the playoffs, if you want to do something with your season, you're going to have to be able to be successful in both phases of the game. Um, so you can only do one thing for so long. Yeah, I mean, you know, as Dave was saying, their schedule is really soft. Um, at worst, I, I think they're going to be a 10-2 and two team, um, losing, obviously, to the big ma- matchups between Ohio State and Michigan. But if you look at Ohio State, Penn State should be 6-0 and going into that matchup. I know it's at the shoe, but, I mean, they have a they got a kid, McCord, who's brand new as well. Obviously, they have all the weapons on the outside, but there's a lot of question marks at Ohio State. Um, what are your thoughts on that matchup and also Michigan seeing as how it's going to be at, at Happy Valley this year? Because those are really the, the two biggies. If, if Penn State wants to actually contend and be considered where Franklin thinks they should be, they've got to start winning those games. Yeah, there's, there's no question. I, I think that Ohio State in particular is interesting because, like you said, a, a new quarterback for the Buckeyes. Um, you know, I think that Ohio State um, – you know, I wouldn't hesitate to say lost a step. I think, you know, we're so used to Ohio State being at the top of the Big Ten that, that Michigan's little run here has sort of changed the hierarchy of things. But, uh, you know, Ohio State, um, Penn State's had its number well enough to be in those games on an annual basis. Um, there's no reason. I think we're used to Ohio State plugging in a new quarterback every year and it not making a difference. Um, you know, there's no reason that Drew Aller can't be that kind of guy that comes in and plays really well right away. Um, you know, certainly for me, Ohio State, the fact that, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably, um, you know, maybe the best player in college football this year or in the top five in terms of guys that can change a game and just pure skill and athleticism. Him and Kalen King will be a fun matchup. Um, you know, I think that that's sort of the difference maker when you've got a guy that's that good. He can make up for a lot of things that maybe you don't have as a team. And then Michigan, you know, I was – I was skeptical of Michigan early last year. I wasn't sure. You know, Michigan's been very good at doing sort of a Penn State parody of being very good but not winning tons of big games. And and Michigan has really sort of turned that narrative around. So, to me, I think this Michigan team, um, you know, is legit this year. I think their national title hopes are legit this year. Um, But certainly playing at Beaver Stadium late in the year when Penn State, if they're healthy, will have figured things out or will be as good as it's ever going to be. Um, you know, I think that does work well in Penn State's favor, probably an afternoon kick just because it's later in the day. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that that's going to be one of the two big games that Penn State's got this year if they want to do something different. Um, you know, at this point, it's it's weird to say. I'd probably take Penn State at Ohio State over Penn State at Michigan at home. But, you know, there's a lot of football between now and then to decide if I'm right or not. We got a few minutes left here with Ben Jones from statecollege.com. Uh, ben, Penn State came out as the number seven 
uh, team in the AP Top 25 that was released on Monday. Uh, do you think that's a fair spot to start them at? And was there anything in that Top 25 that caught your attention? Um, I mean, I think the Top 25, to, to be honest, you know, turned out more or less how I expected. Um, you know, I think that Penn State's ranking – they, they deserve to be in the top 10 after how last year finished. And, and we don't like to say or admit that, you know, last year plays into, you know, the opening rankings for the next season, but it really does. So to me, Penn State's got question marks. Penn State's got things that it's going to have to figure out. But Penn State's also probably got one of the best defenses in America. It's got one of the more favorable schedules in America, or at least in the Big Ten, or at least it's a favorable schedule for Penn State. Um, and I think that they've got plenty of talent on the offensive side of the ball to win a lot of games. So to me, um, you know, we will find out. That's the great thing about college football is you start out ranked somewhere and you find out very quickly where you belong. Um, But to me, Penn State is definitely a top 10 team. And I think that they will, at the end of the day, prove themselves to be a top 10 team when the year is all said and done. Um, The question is is how how small that number is. But, uh, you know, again, that's, that's what they play the games for. I've got to ask a little bit bigger picture question uh, with all the changes, you know, to the Big Ten and the demise of the Pac-12. Pac uh, where do you stand on all this? I mean, my personal opinion is it's just it got it's gotten a little bit out of hand. These, you know, kind of these super conferences. What, what do you what's your take on it? I mean, I, I think that, you know, it, it's definitely fair to say that, you know, the thing that made college football and college athletics so much fun is the sort of regional uh, nature of it. Um, and you lose that with some of these expansion things. I think as someone who enjoys interesting matchups, it doesn't hurt my feelings any to, to know that Oregon and Washington and USC and, and even UCLA are going to be on the schedule a lot more in Big Ten games. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I think ultimately um, this is all trending towards what it seems like it's been trending towards for a long time now, which is um, maybe some amount of – it's not even really the Power Five anymore, but whatever the Power Five those teams were consisted of, um, you know, sort of turning into their own thing. I think at the end of the day, um, this is going to turn into uh, 30 or 40 teams in their own sort of league playing for a national title and leaving a lot of these have-nots behind. It's, it's unfortunate because I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, there's a pretty big gap between uh, the top of college football and the bottom of college football. And if we're making moves to, to make that more official, um, you know, it's probably not going to change too much. But I, I do think that you know, there's something fun about regional uh, aspects of college football, and that going away is unfortunate. But, you know, at the end of the day, if it means more interesting matchups, um, I'm not going to complain that about that either because college football has always really been a sort of a fluid sport, and we lament the change, and then we get used to it. So, um, you know, I'm sure in the long run we'll be fine. Well, you can follow Ben Jones' work at statecollege.com or on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Ben Jones. Ben underscore Jones 88. Ben, thanks so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Yep, appreciate you guys having me. Stay with us as we continue Under Review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping on Connect FM, your only local news radio. I'm Lou Jordan with your Tri-County Insider News. Additional charges have been filed against suspended Dubois City Manager Herb Suplicio, according to the Attorney General's office. They will do so in the next 15 days. Suplicio was in court today for a judicial conference. In March, Suplicio was arrested for allegedly stealing over $600,000 from the city of Dubois. 
Meanwhile, a group of news organizations is asking a county judge to make public a key document in the corruption case against Saplizio. The news outlets are petitioning the judge who oversaw the grand jury investigation into Saplizio to unseal the document, which gives the details on why criminal charges were filed by the state attorney general's office. As of today, Saplizio has been accused by the state of 15 criminal counts for allegedly stealing more than $620,000 in due Boys area taxpayer and nonprofit organization funds. I'm Lou Jordan with your Tri County Insider News on Connect FM. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Climber. I'm Dan Kennard, and this is the Connect FM Local Youth Sports Beat, sponsored by Wise Eyes at the Du Bois Commons and Dr. Greg Lineski. The 2023 high school football season is coming up soon. And on today's Local Youth Sports Beat, we're getting a preview of the upcoming season for the Brockway Rovers. In 2022, the Brockway football team played in the District 9 Class A Championship game, and they came up just a little short against Port Allegheny. The season ended with Brockway posting an 8-5 record overall, and a lot of that talent is back for the upcoming 2023 Rovers season, and Brockway has been voted the favorite to win the Class A Championship for District 9 this year. The Rovers are expected to run their spread offense again this year. It proved to be very effective against most opponents last season, Brockway's quarterback, Braden Fox, will be playing his junior year. Last year, Fox threw for 2,611 yards and 33 touchdowns. That gives him a total in his high school career of 5,179 passing yards and 56 passing touchdowns in just two seasons of play. Fox's main two receivers, though, Alex Carlson and Dylan Hanna, graduated Two others are back, though, for this year. They are seniors Andrew Brubaker and Matt Brubaker. In 2022, the Brubakers combined for 50 catches and four touchdowns. Brockway's running game is anchored by senior Jendi Quello. He had a 1,410-yard rushing season last year and scored 12 touchdowns, put up 939 of those yards and six of the touchdowns in just the last six games. The Rovers are getting ready to play their first game of the year on the road on Saturday, August 26th at Kane, and it's a 1.30 kickoff time. And that's this week's Connect FM Local Youth Sports Beat. It's sponsored by Dr. Greg Lineski and Wise Eyes at the Dubois Commons. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. 
And we're back, and with the three of us back together again, it's always nice to have a pawn for the review. And of course, we don't know what anybody's going to pick. So we'll go back around the other way, and uh, we'll start with D today. Well, I, his... I know <laughs> I know Dave and Bob are very excited, but I'm going to talk NBA briefly. Uh, the NBA schedule releases tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. I know a lot of my friends are as well. But the one thing I wanted to talk about briefly, I don't know, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this, is the inaugural in-season tournament that the NBA is having. It starts on November 3rd. It ends on December 9th. Um, they jumble up uh, the... Uh, the teams based on their uh, record from last year, based on their conference. Um, the players get a huge bonus if they win. The second place teams get another bonus as well. But they've modeled it actually, actually after Champions League and the uh, FA Cup overseas, uh, like Man City won Champions League last year. Um, it's just what it is, is it's, it's nice incentive for the players during the regular season. And I know it's an inaugural thing. Sometimes fans are kind of like, what's going on here? I think it's one of these things that's going to, make fans pay more attention to the regular season of the NBA. One of the main reasons why they did it is they said the ratings during that time were a little low, um, especially in smaller markets. So they're trying to get the uptick for the smaller markets. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I'm really intrigued by this actually. And I think, I think it's kind of cool. My only question is, okay, so obviously you lose in the tournament, then you're out and you get a break. But the team that wins the tournament, are they actually at a disadvantage? No, no, no. Um, it goes through the regular season. What they're doing is that's why they're having such an issue with releasing the schedule is it's during the regular season. They don't stop the regular season. Uh -huh. The games are uh, regular season games, but they're going to be uh, champions, or I'm sorry, inter, uh, the tournament games is what they're going to be. So basically it's like you have the regular season and the tournament coinciding together. Yes, that's okay. exactly it. I, I, I'm I'm very open-minded about this. And if this looks good for the NBA, I'll be honest, the NHL ought to look at something like that. Because well, the only thing I think worse than dog day NBA games are sometimes dog day NHL games in, yeah. in the, you know, nobody gets interested. Yeah. They, what it is simply is just when uh, the commission was talking about fan engagement and he's trying to get fans more involved and it's m more to do with the smaller markets when they're already out of it and all this other stuff, it allows some bragging rights. And that's what happens overseas in soccer. And it's, it's a huge deal overseas. I'm not going to pretend to be the know-it-all soccer guy for overseas, but if you read about, those cups over there, they're very prestigious. Some say they're just as prestigious as winning a title, actually. And the players are all in on this as well. The players' union voted on this. They loved it. So, I mean, I'm all for it. Plus, well, they get a massive shot. bonus if they win. Yeah, why not? Give it a shot. Well, the one thing I'll say about the NBA is at least they're willing to tinker a little bit. I mean, look at the NFL, how they've changed things over time. They've adapted. That's the one complaint I always have about the NHL. It's run by, it, what do they say, best sport, worst, worst league. league. Yeah. 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 No question. Hey, and, and you're right. They've always been innovators. You know, I remember, well, I'm old enough to remember when they brought the three point line and everybody's yes. like, Oh, you can't do that. And now, I mean, Im imagine basketball without it. It's it. Well, it look be... what they did over COVID with the virtual seating. Remember when yeah. they, when they were down in Orlando, they had all that virtual seating. Yeah, that was neat. That was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. All right, Dave, what do you got? Well, I'm going to go back to the super conference thing for a minute and the, and the travel. And I'm going to read some excerpts from a quote from from Missouri. If you guys saw this on my Facebook page, uh, you, you probably, are, you know, oh, I already heard this. But uh, Missouri football head coach uh, said, did we count the cost for the student athletes involved in these decisions? We're talking about a football decision. But what about softball and baseball left to travel cross country? 
The number one symptom or cause of mental health trouble is lack of rest and sleep. Traveling these baseball, softball games, they travel commercial, they get done playing at four, they got to go to the airport, they get back, it's three in the morning, they got to go to class. He's like, I don't worry at all about football. Football is going to be fine, but did we actually consider the student athlete in these other sports? That's And, and he nailed it. You could do anything you want with football because it's the same time every week, basically, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. They're flying out Friday. They're coming back Sunday. They're not missing. They miss some class, but not very much. But this isn't just a football conference. This is everything. And now you've got Penn State flying to UCLA, you know, for, you know, basketball games in the middle of winter. And and like he said, softball games. And when is when is enough enough that's my question doing it as a one one off out of conference thing that's special but doing it as a grind week after week that that's not great yeah the the one thing that caught my attention there was would you say the lack of sleep is a big contributor to mental health issues absolutely and and i think most of us are running on a lack of sleep you think about these student athletes i mean if you're a football player at least you're only playing once a week but you got these other sports and you're playing multiple times a week, trying to juggle that with your class load. I really don't know how they do it. No, not at all. I've flown out of that state college airport in the Pittsburgh airport a million times, too many to count. And I, I can't tell you how many times I saw the Penn state women's field hockey team sitting at the, at the Penn state airport, or I'd see the pit, um, you know, uh, volleyball team sitting at the, at the Pittsburgh airport. And to your point, Dave, a lot of, especially games that need to be rescheduled. What do you do with baseball? When, when weather comes into play, what do you do with any of these sports that are outside? I, I just, I, football should kind of separate itself out. Yes, football is going to continue to fund all these other sports. It does that at Alabama. It does it at Georgia. It does it at Penn State, Pitt, anywhere. But these other, these other schools maybe need to be much more regionally focused. All right, so I'll close it out here, guys. I, I haven't really followed much on the PGA Tour lately. But uh, I don't know if you guys heard. Friday's second round of the FedEx St. Jude Championship was hot. Uh, and they're not just talking about the scores. This is at this was at the TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee. The heat index reached 111 degrees. It was the hottest round of the season. Uh, it was so hot that one caddy actually had to leave after 11 holes. So, of course, the golfers kind of weighed in on that, and there was a video of one of the golfers who was uh, just drenched. I mean, his pants were, like, you know, just soaking wet. And afterwards, the question became, should the PGA Tour modify its dress code? So should pros be allowed to wear shorts on the PGA Tour? And they asked a couple of the pros, but I wanted to see what you guys thought. Should they change their dress code? I say yes, absolutely yes. I mean, girl, you know, the, the, the ladies' tour allows, you know, the shorts. And I just don't, I've, ne- I've never really understood the fascination with they have to wear pants, especially in weather like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't pretend to be a golfer, but I can't understand why they wouldn't allow these guys to wear shorts. I mean, these guys have sponsors all over every article of clothing they have. If you're going to make your players more comfortable, I think I'd be all for it. You know, one thing that caught my attention with this is how did they keep their hands dry enough to swing the golf club? If you've ever swung a golf club with wet hands, with sweaty hands, it's almost impossible. That's why I always wear a glove. Maybe they had to wear two that day. I don't know. But uh, I agree with you guys. Live Golf, actually, it does allow their players to wear shorts. And maybe this is just one of the antiquated rules in the PGA that they need to adjust to. Speaking of a sport that's slow to change. (laughs) There you go. 
All right, so uh, great segment there, guys. When we return, we got a couple minutes left, not just to get lost. We're going to talk a little bit more about Penn State football when we return. Well, you're listening to Under Review on Connect FM, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping. We'll be right back. Smith Timbering and Consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy, mark, and cruise standing timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com. The Great American Road Trip is on at Spitzer Dubois and St. Mary's. New inventory is here with more arriving daily. We've got hundreds of vehicles and thousands in savings, all to get you on your own summer road trips for less. Plus, every vehicle we sell or lease is backed by the Spitzer Shield, featuring a lifetime powertrain warranty, unlimited time, unlimited miles, bumper-to-bumper protection on Spitzer certified vehicles, and a $1,000 price match guarantee. Plus, get more miles of worry-free driving with complimentary first-year scheduled maintenance. It's the peak season for summer vacations and weekend road trips, so grab life by the wheel and hit the road. Hurry in today for our special incentives. You'll find super summer savings on every new and pre-owned vehicle in our inventory at Spitzer Dubois and St. Mary's. You can buy your car anytime with Spitzer Speed Pass at Spitzer.com. At Spitzer, our world revolves around you. Must complete regular maintenance at the manufacturer's specified intervals and documented. Any breakdowns must be completed at a Spitzer location within 40 miles. Warranty affected anywhere in the continental United States of America, Alaska, Hawaii, and Canada. Complimentary maintenance applies to new vehicle purchases. See dealer for complete details. Here we go again. The same old story. You order the part online. It's wrong when it arrives. The car's torn apart. And then the fun begins. Trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to. Well, you know the rest of the story. And you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers. Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Brockway, Brookville, and Clymer. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. We got exactly three minutes left, guys, and I should have just left the microphones on because you guys had an awesome talk. It's all I had to do is mention we're going to talk Penn State football when we come back, and we had a great segment during the commercial break. So can we repeat that? I, I wanted to ask you guys, is this truly James Franklin's best team since he's been here? Uh, I, jury's still out. If Drew Aller is is the real deal and an elite quarterback, then I, it has a chance to be yes. This team could go undefeated. I couldn't agree more. Not and believe me, I, I everyone that knows me knows I'm a Penn State homer, and I admit that. But um, I also understand what I'm seeing. This team is loaded. To, I mean, their defense could be the best defense in the country. They have a left tackle that could have been a first rounder last year protecting Aller. They have arguably the best backfield in the country. Yeah, they have question marks, but so does every other team in college football. So yeah, it, it very well could be. Although seeing Saquon run was pretty electric too. That's for sure. Well, guys, I think it comes down to this. Can they beat Ohio State? Can they beat Michigan? Can they beat Michigan? About? They've had so much trouble with Michigan. You know, what's crazy is they actually had Ohio State last year. They were up by five. Exactly. Right? And then they ended up, they were up on Michigan in the third quarter. And then Michigan finally figured out, I'm sitting there watching that game, like, why doesn't Michigan just run the ball? 
and then they figured out that they just bullied Penn State. That's not going to happen this year. I and, hope not. And I'm intrigued by this Drew Aller kid. What is he, 6'5", 240? Yeah, and he looked good last year in, in limited action. Yeah. Really Sounds good. like Big Ben. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a big kid, so it's going to be exciting to watch. It's the first, Although Penn State really doesn't have a history with a lot of these five-star kids and big recruits. I mean, you look at what Hackenberg did and, you know, and uh, Anthony Morell, all these studs that they thought they were going to get. And it was like, ooh, you know, guys like Zach Mills come in and outperform. It's like, what's going on with the Penn State quarterbacks? But it'll be nice to finally see a legitimate one. All right, D, I'm just about ready to hit start on the music, which means... <laughs> It's time to get lost. Hey, I want to say hashtag get lost to the preseason rankings because most of these teams are actually out of it by the time like a team like Notre Dame, Texas A&M, teams like that, that everything's built upon their previous work. So hashtag get lost to the preseason rankings. You, this is the first time since we've been doing this, you swept it right out from <laughs> under me. That was going to be mine. I can't believe you stole that from me. All right, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna go. Uh, I, Bob, you go. I got to think now. He I, took I was it just going to say, look out for Wisconsin this year. What are they, ranked number 19? They're kind of a sleeper for me. But I lost mine because of the DirecTV talk. So I, I, I don't have Channel 10, the blackout. <laughs> All right, did you miss any part of our show tonight? You can download the full episode at connectradio.fm the next day. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at underreviewfm. For Dave Glass and Dave Herzing, I'm Bob Anderson. Thank you for listening to Under Review Sports Talk on Connect FM.